0: Let's, uh, let's just bow together for uh, another moment of prayer. Father, uh, we are going to look to your word and we want it to be real and alive in our lives. As we heard stories tonight from these gentlemen, you are real and alive in their life and your word is alive. And Lord, uh, ask, uh, if we ask, we will receive. And so tonight we ask, we ask that you'd be very real to each and every one of us. That you would be mindful that we who know you as your followers are your hands and feet today to this world, to the people you've brought us within arm's reach of. Lord, we ask that we'd be truly aware that the spirit of the living God, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of all creation and the spirit of resurrection dwells, u- dwells within us as followers of Jesus. May that not become some mundane platitude, but may we be truly aware as we enter situations in life that your spirit is with us, that we can find freedom, as we've heard tonight, from things that bind us, and that we can bring miraculous, miracle-working power into situations that need a touch that can only come from you. Lord, may these truths be very real tonight, I pray. Amen. Well, we are uh, in week two of a series called Life in the Neighborhood. Last week, we, uh, we talked about some thoughts that, uh, that you need to know that you and the person seated next to you are called by God. We uh, talked about last week that the reality is that the leaders uh, in the church are actually gifts from Christ to the church. And that the job of church leaders or pastors is to equip the church, to equip you to do the work of the ministry. The job of pastors is not to do the work of the ministry for you, but rather to equip you to do the work of the ministry. And then we talked about the reality that every member, every person who knows Jesus as Lord and Savior is a minister of the gospel. Some ministers happen to be clergy, but every one of us are ministers of the gospel. Um, That's where we started last week. This is these realities as who we already are as the neighborhood church and who we are going to continue to be and how we're going to function as people of the neighborhood church. Understand that you're called and that you're a minister of the gospel. And last week we looked at Ephesians 4 and we're going to look at it again tonight. So Ephesians 4 verses 11 to 16, the apostle Paul writes, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers, their responsibility is to to equip you, to equip God's people to do his work, the work of the ministry, and to build up the church, the body of Christ. And then Paul says, this will continue until, this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Amen? The reading of God's word. These leaders, these gifts to the church, that they're going to continue to equip you to do the work of the ministry until we, become, we come to such unity in our faith such unity that the knowledge of God's Son that we'll be mature in the Lord. And he makes the whole body fit together perfectly and as each part does its own special work. Here in Ephesians and again in Corinthians, Paul talks about the the church as the, he makes this analogy between it and a human body. And he communicates this important truth that we are to look at and accept our differences as individual members of the body of Christ. And we're to recognize that these, these differences are actually vital for the body to be healthy. We, we need all these different unique people coming together in order to have a healthy body. And our differences are not meant to divide us, we're not meant to focus in an, an accent on them and cause division, but rather there's many differences because there's many different needs both locally and globally. And we need different individuals who who come together and and unite for a common purpose and bond in order to see the will of God fulfilled in our lives. Uh, Different but united. All these various parts, if we didn't have all these differences, we would actually be neglecting some needs locally and globally. We have differences not to for us to focus on and and divide us like it seems the world is doing, but because there's many different needs. Different, but united. If you look around, uh, some of you think, man, radically different, right? And that's good. Radically different, but united in Christ. The leaders of the church are the gifts from God, and the pastors are to equip the church to do the work of God, and then Paul says, this will continue until until we come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Part of the reason we need leaders, part of the reason leaders are gifts to the church is it helps us become uh, united. It helps us to grow in maturity. And maturity is this uh, connection piece towards unity or being united. Uh, 500-plus people attend the neighborhood church over a weekend. 1,000-plus are kind of in our more monthly uh, orbit. That's a lot of people with a lot of different thoughts. A lot of people with a lot of different thoughts on how we should do things, what we should do, what's next. Good-willed people who have a lot of ideas and often have a, a number of opinions, you may have heard it said, opinions are like armpits everybody 's got a couple, and they usually stink. <laughs> Not always, but but sometimes, right? All these different members of the body, and if there wasn 't this idea of leadership to help us refocus in on a, on a, on a vision, on a direction coming together, united you'd have 500 people running off in 500 different directions, essentially not being very uh, productive or impactful. And how we function as a church, it's not about, it's not about my preferences, it's not about, it's not about your preferences, but we need leaders that we can trust to help bring a group of people together to, to unite on a purpose and a, and a task, and to unite in a direction. Because individually, we generally just tend to see things through our own little sliver. Right? Just our, our, we see it through our little sliver, and, and that sliver is important. But we actually need leaders who can, who can look at things from a little different perspective and who can, who can take everyone's individual slivers and, and bring them together and, and place them in, in proper connectivity, who can help then equip us to, to start doing that work of the ministry, who can help us move beyond what we could ever do by ourselves to help us to unite around specific focuses at specific times to bring maturity and strength and focus. Unity allows us to have a greater impact. Does everybody remember uh, Charlie Brown and the Peanuts comic strips? I think that uh, surpasses time and age, whether you're old or young. I think everybody maybe knows Charlie Brown. There There was a Charlie Brown strip a long time ago Uh, Lucy walks in and uh, she demands that Linus change the TV channel and she threatens Linus with her fist. And Linus says, who who makes you think you can just walk in here and do whatever you want? These five fingers, says Lucy. Individually, they're nothing, but when I curl them together like this into a single unit, they form a weapon that is terrible to behold. (laughs) What channel do you want? Linus says, and then the last, the last clip. Linus looks at his hands. He goes, "Why can't you guys get organized like that?" <laughs> well, I'm not going to condone Lucy's methods, uh, however effective they might prove to be. She does give us this powerful illustration of how the church, the body of Christ, is designed to work together. Lucy said in that clip, "It's going to come up here again. Individually, they're nothing." But when I curl them together into a single unit, they become a weapon that is terrible to behold. It's when we come together that we become this effective instrument for tearing down strongholds and actually expressing the love of Christ to the people that God has placed us within arm's reach of. If you don't mind humoring me, I want everyone to take out their hand. Take out your hand, put your fingers all nice spread apart. Try it with all your strength to hold, like, to make your hand as strong as it can. And it doesn't matter what you do, if you take your other hand, no matter how like, there's, there's, you, you know, how rigid you try to make your fingers, right, it doesn't work. And if you actually poke somebody, now don't necessarily poke anybody, but but if you actually poke somebody like this, you're going to probably hurt your hand and your fingers. I see a few of you not listening to me and poking people. Okay. Right? It, it, what, what happens if you've ever been... Uh, you, to make a proper fist, you need to bring all four of these little individuals together, and then once you bring them together, you 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 curl them and you tighten them and you and you form them together, and, and then you then you fold over your thumb. You don't put your thumb in the middle because then if you hit somebody, you break your thumb. You, you don't punch with your pinky out because you break your. You, you take these these individuals and you and you bring them together, and then you wrap them together, and then you fold your thumb over, and now, now do that and hold your strength. Now that is united, and that is going to make an impact. Hopefully not on anybody here. Right? Oh, shoot. There's this, there's this difference. The gift of leadership is about bringing clarity and helping us determine and define a, a vision and a direction, and to encourage each member to actually understand their unique, their special part of the body, their special work, And how does your special work that that Christ has designed you for, how does it actually fit in to help the rest of us be healthy and grow and and mature? The gift of leadership is to lead, not in the leader's preference, not not in any other individual's preference, but trying to determine what Jesus is asking of each of us in this moment, for this time, as this family, United versus untied. When you look at these two words, what's the only difference? Somebody's got to give me an answer. The I. The only difference between these two words is the uh, relation to the I to the, the T, technically. Looks an awful lot like a cross. Whether we're going to be united, binding together for a common purpose, to accomplish a mission that Christ has given us as a united group. Or are we going to be kind of a group that decides, you know what, I'm I'm going to kind of untie myself. Ecclesiastes says "A, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. Solomon uses this simple ancient wisdom of their strength in numbers. But he's also telling us something else that there's weakness when you try to do it on your own. United. Unity. Or, or, or untied. Are, are we going to try and peel ourselves out of, out of this group because somebody irritated me and they said something I didn't like and, oh my goodness, that preacher's got stupid jokes. And who... Are we going to say, no, no, no. I know where I am in relation to the cross of Christ. And I'm, I'm related to the cross of Christ and I'm in this position with these other people that God has brought around me that are radically different than me. But he, he brought us together to be different because, because there's so many different parts of a body. And every one of us has a special work, a special task. And it's when each and every one of us does our special task that we make the rest of the body healthier. And they make me healthier and we get to grow in health and maturity. The band, once they come back up, we're going to sing one quick final song. United, united, unity. Acts uh, chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. The early church. Those first Christians devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship of the breaking of bread into prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone who had a need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in homes, in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Life in the neighborhood. Who we already are and who we are going to be as we continue to function as the people of the neighborhood church. Different. But united. United. Each doing the special work that God has for each and every one of us. Because when we're united, we have the ability to make a much much greater impact on the world. Not 500-plus people just randomly going in their own direction, but people setting aside their own preferences to say, you know what, I want to be a part of this family because I want to see my community, my friends, my neighbors impacted for the the glory of God and impacted for the gospel. We're going to be a united group impacting this world with everything that Christ would have for us. Oh Lord, oh Lord, may we not look at differences and and make up things that cause division. But may we look at the differences that make up this incredible family and say, thank you, Jesus. There are so many needs and we have so many people to fill each of those needs and we're gonna bind together and we're gonna impact this world for the glory of God. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord, tonight, we've heard stories from the guys at Teen Challenge about how you've transformed their life, and we just want to say amen and amen, and Lord, I pray, I pray that we would hear stories in our, in our daily goings, in and out, as we, the people of God at Neighborhood Church, commit to being a united group uniting under a direction and a focus and a vision for the future, uniting under a desire to see our community and our friends and our neighborhood, neighbors and our family touched by the gospel, having a, a, being impacted in a, in a way that brings an eternal difference, being impacted in a way that's going to change their lives today. And may we be able to share stories with one another on a daily, weekly basis about how we the united family continue to bring your, your, your purpose and your glory and your impact to this world. We pray in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen.